Welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and fitness in 30 minutes or less. Show notes can be found at windswepknits.com. You can find me on Instagram and Ravelry as Windswept Monique, and on Facebook and Twitter as Windswept Knits. This is episode 90, recorded on January 22nd, 2021. Segments this week include Be a Helper Craft Along, FOs, Whips, Stash, Spinning, Out and About, Virtually, and On the Run. A quick note on Ravelry, all links to Ravelry in the show notes are clearly labeled as such. So it's uh, uh, been a month since I last recorded, and what a month it's been! Uh, so far, 2021 has told 2020, hey, uh, hold my beer! <laughs> With all the craziness happening the last few weeks here in the U.S. and the terror attacks on the Capitol building, um, I had thought of skipping the Be a Helper craft along this year because my anxiety levels were hovering somewhere around vibrating Chihuahua on espresso for quite a while there. But after a lot of reflection, I think that we need it now more than ever. So the craft along is going to keep going. I know I'm starting it late because I took a month off recording. So anybody who has crafted any charity projects since, let's say, since Christmas, December 25th, go ahead and enter those. I'm going to go over the rules really quickly. This is our fifth annual craft along. It's inspired by the famous Mr. Rogers quote that in times of trouble, you should look for the helpers. And so for the fifth year running, I am encouraging everyone to be the helpers. So a quick rundown of the rules. It's really, really simple. Anything you make for any charity counts. It does not have to be knit or crochet or anything. Anything you make for any charity. Donating blood counts also. The FO, sorry, the, um, the entries will close when I wake up on April 15th. Works in progress are always welcome. There is one small change this year. Due to the ongoing accessibility issues at Ravelry, finished objects will be submitted via a Google form. It's in the show notes here. I'm going to put the form up over the next few months on Ravelry, Instagram, Facebook, and I'll, I'll keep posting it. So when you're ready to submit your finished object, it will be there ready and waiting for you. So it's basically same as always. Make something for a good cause or donate blood. That's an entry. And then just go ahead and submit it via Google Form. It's pretty easy. The Google Form is going to ask you what your craft was or donating blood, what you made, where you donated it, and a link to a picture of it. So, you know, copy the link from your Ravelry post or your your Ravelry um, project page. Copy the link from your Instagram post. Copy your Facebook post. I know we we all share our finished objects, so I know you've got a project photo up there somewhere. Just go ahead, copy that link, paste it into the Google form. That's all you need. If you've donated blood, you know, if you posted a picture of yourself doing it, great. Copy a photo of that or copy a link to a photo of that. If not, just write donated blood. We're going to go on the honor system. This is a kind of a work in progress because I have not used Google forms in this kind of manner before. But given that a lot of folks cannot use Ravelry who do a lot of charity crafting, I wanted to make sure that I could make this inclusive and have everybody a part of it. I'm going to go ahead and uh, talk about the prizes next week because this is going to be quite a long podcast already um, without going ahead over those. If anybody has a prize that they would like to donate, go ahead and you can email me, windswepmonique at gmail.com or send me a DM on Ravelry, Instagram, etc. And I would absolutely love to hear from you. 
finished object. So I have a couple finished objects, actually, which is pretty exciting. I finished the Tan House Brook Shawl. This is a pattern by Jennifer Lassonde of Downseller Studios. I knit this up in the Sekhmet base, which is an alpaca silk and linen yarn from 100 Ravens, in the Nevertheless She Persisted colorway, which I bought during the virtual Maryland Sheep and Wool last spring. I really enjoyed working on it. The color is the colorway is a sort of sea green, sea blue, and almost a cream. And with the increasing rows, every you know every couple rows there was steady increases. So it really worked well with the variegated yarn and the, kept the pooling very interesting. I definitely recommend this shawl. This is the second time I've knit it, and I loved the yarn. I finished the Opposite of Strict hat by That Metzbauer Girl Designs. It's a ponytail hat designed to use up scraps, so I used up the leftovers from the two RBG Descent cowls that I made earlier this fall, and I have been wearing it regularly when it's definitely a ponytail day around here. And last up, I finished, and I think since the last time I recorded, I started the Prince or A Princess Blanket by Carol Laddick. This is a wearable crochet blanket themed to Beauty and the Beast. Specifically, it's themed towards Belle's golden um, ball gown. So it's beautiful. I used um, Red Heart Super Saver for the sort of ivory-ish colorway. And then I used Karen Simply Soft for the gold and the red. And I used all acrylic big big box brand on purpose so that this blanket would put up or would stand up to two little boys and two hairball prone cats so that's something i could easily toss in the washing machine and it came out stunning it's absolutely beautiful if you have not seen wearable blankets they're blankets basically that come up to your chest so this one has arm holes and it even goes you know it goes um like an off-the-shoulder dress because it's Belle's gown from the movie essentially it's or modeled after i should say and then it's a very simple torso. It's like a sash across the chest, and then a very simple torso, and then a crochet lace skirt with another sash about halfway down the skirt. And then you crochet three roses for the skirt to decorate the sash, and one to go in the um, the center of the sash across the top of the chest. And it's just stunning. I, I highly recommend it. Um, I loved working on this pattern. I think I'm going to make my mom a Cinderella one. For Mother's Day, my mom loves Cinderella, so I thought that would be a fun gift. I know Mother's Day isn't the greatest time to gift someone a blanket, but then, you know, she'll be able to have it for, you know, the cold next fall and won't have to wait for it for Christmas, that sort of thing. Works in progress. I've got a bunch. I have started a few new things since we last talked. I'm nearly complete with the Wenlock designed by Tin Can Knits. The knitting is done. It's actually been done for weeks. I just need to finish weaving in the ends, which I hate doing. So maybe this weekend I'll finally do it. So I can actually wear the sweater, which I've had done for weeks now, but it looks great. The Galliot Tunic by Jimmy Knits. Uh, the pattern is available on, also available on Lovecrafts and Ravelry. I'm using Discontinued Long Meadow Yarn by Valley Yarns, which is the Web's in-house brand. I finished the front, and I'm maybe nine inches or so into the back, and it's coming along great. One small delay with this one is, so, so this is really ancient yarn. Maybe not ancient, but pretty old yarn, and not all of it was stored well. I had a lot of this yarn before I came up with my current yarn storage, which has all the yarn steel, sealed away inside zipped bags on shelves. Uh, as many of you may know, I am allergic to dust um, pretty badly. So one thing I have learned is that if I want to work on the pattern with the oldest of the yarn that was not stored well, I really need to wear a mask, like one of the masks I wear outside. So I've been using 
the pick up and drop off for my kids at school as time to work on it since I'm wearing the mask already. It's kind of, you know, guilty bridge with one stone, but it's getting there. So I, the next skein I have is a sealed up skein. So I should be able to work on this and not set off my allergies every time I pick up my needles because people look at you askance when you have a runny nose and sneeze and stuff, even though it's allergies and you know it's allergies. This is not the time to be outdoors with an allergy attack, if you take my meaning. The Willowbrook Shawl. The pattern is by Brenda Castile. It's in my own hand spun. The fiber is from hip strings. I used two braids, pulled apart the colors, and spun them up in rainbow order, then chain ply them to maintain the rainbow. I'm nearing the end of the orange section. There's a lot of orange in this colorway. That's okay. You know, Gigi made it. Gigi would be proud. You know, which is good. I'm not an orange person, but I am open to exploring my orangeness. Thank you, Gigi. I started the Pull Me Over sweater. This was my Christmas Day cast on, though I haven't picked it up hardly at all since then. The pattern is by Andrea Black, and I am using leftover Universal Yarns cotton. Those are leftovers from knitting my husband a sweater many, many years ago. Luckily, all the yarn was sealed in a plastic bag. I had actually, this was back when I had no idea how to gauge how much yarn I needed, so I bought two bags of 10 skeins each, and I didn't even finish the first bag. I barely finished the first bag for my husband's sweater. So I have 10 skeins. Now this sweater for me uses, um, I believe there's some cables and there is quite a bit of ribbing and there's garter stitch. So it's going to eat up a lot more yarn than a normal sweater would for me. So there's a chance I'll go through a good chunk of these, these 10 skeins, but you know what? I've got them and I'm not allergic to them. Woohoo. The Slice of Summer Shawl. This was my New Year's Day cast on. I'm using Brenda and Heather's yarns shawl ball. Brenda and Heather or ba yarns, as they're sometimes called, dye both uh, sheep's wool yarns and plant yarns. They do bamboo and cotton. And so this yarn that I'm using is a one of their, I believe it's the bamboo DK weight. And it's designed that when knit up, it looks like a slice of watermelon. It's a pink center. It's a, with little black dots periodically, or black sections periodically through it when you knit it up. It looks like they're seeds. It's really cute. As it's a shawl ball, there's actually more of the green by by yardage than there is of the pink. That's on purpose because if you've ever knit a shawl with three equal colors, you'll know that the one you knit in the center looks like it's bigger, even though you use the exact same amount of yarn. Well, the shawl balls that they make are designed to counteract that visually. So while there's physically more green yarn, visually it looks equal and looks balanced. So I'm excited. I'm having a lot of fun with this. And last up, the Ozone Crochet Top. I restarted it. I know I talked about this one nearly a year ago, April, I think. I tried starting it for the first time, uh, and I gave up because my I was very beginner crocheter, and it was way, way beyond my capabilities at that point in time. But I restarted it, I think, this past week, maybe two weeks ago. Uh, my crochet skills are so much better now. I'm already halfway through the band of hexes that goes around your ribcage, and I've actually already managed to memorize the pattern. My crochet skills and my chart reading crochet skills have really drastically improved, and I am thoroughly enjoying this, and I can't wait to wear it this spring and this summer. Stash. So I did get a few stash additions since we passed both Christmas and my birthday since my last recording. For my birthday, my family got me a subscription to Hipstrings Cotton Club. I am so happy to be a member again. I love her colorways. I stopped, I think, six, eight months ago. 
not because I didn't love it, but just because I have so much cotton. I have, I have, I have two bins of fiber and I hadn't been spending a lot. And then, you know, my, one of my knees has been acting up and then I hurt the other knee and it was just, it was just too much. So, but I am so excited to be back. I have two, two ounce braids. Uh, so technically this was the December shipment, but with the um, postal service, it came in January. So my husband gave it to me for my birthday. <laughs> So these are beautiful blends of purples and browns and blues and mauve. Um, they're called Moody and On the Horizon, and I really love both. I'm debating pulling these two apart and making a chain ply. Otherwise, I'm thinking of maybe um, spinning them separately and then plying them together because they're very complementary. I haven't decided yet. For Christmas, I got three colors of Nomad Yarns hand-dyed gelato series. Nomad Yarns is another independent dyer, and they do both um, sheep yarns and um, cellulose yarns. So this is, I believe, a cotton rayon blend. A cotton might be rayon from bamboo. I'm not 100% certain. I don't have it in front of me at the moment. But I bought three of these last summer during Fiber World. Uh, I got the pink, orange, and yellow from their gelato series then. So for, crisp so for Christmas, I got the green, blue, and purple. So now I have the whole rainbow. I've got 1,800 yards, and they're gorgeous. And I need to decide what to do with them now. That's the hard part. They're so beautiful. Spinning. I do have an FO for spinning. I finished spinning the fourth color in the Buchanan gradient. That's all done and plied. I'm really enjoying it. My knees have been acting better, so I've been spinning about 10 minutes a day. And now I'm on to the fifth color. Woohoo! Out and about virtually. Lots of the fibery events continue to happen online this winter. The pigskin party continues now through the Super Bowl. I'm linking to the Ravelry group and the show notes. I'm sponsoring for the third year, a row, third year in a row and also participating, and it's a lot of fun. Vogue Knitting Live happened last weekend for the January one. I got tickets for my birthday, and I took classes with Bristol Ivy and Alistair Postquin. I loved the brioche fiber brioche knitting class that I took with Bristol Ivy. I took her two-part intro to brioche, and I, she really made it make sense. I highly recommend it. If you've had trouble with brioche and understanding how, what, why, she really breaks it down for you. And you don't even start brioche working on the brioche itself until about an hour into the first class because she's really breaking it down exactly what's going on. So before you even try anything on your needles, you understand what things should look like and why they should look like it. I highly recommend her class. I also took a class on three color double knitting with Alistair Post Quinn. It was very interesting. So you may remember that I knit a two color double knitting scarf for my older son for Christmas. I did the Star Wars scarf, which he loves. He's absolutely, he wears it around the house. It's so cute. Uh, so I decided to try the three color double knitting class. And it was definitely interesting. So Alistair Postquin is a good teacher. I understood everything. I can do it. I physically do it. But I kind of look like it, look at it like calculus. I took a couple years of calculus for my computer science degree. I understand it. I can do it, but I'm choosing never to do it again. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's absolutely beautiful. And maybe someday when I have more time, I can sit down and, and, and do it. But I, I think right now it takes up more brain space than I'm willing to use for a knitting project. I still could, I, I go to knitting because it's relaxing. At the moment, I don't find three-color double knitting relaxing. Two-color, yes. Three-color, not so much. <laughs> but but that's me. Your mileage may vary. If you love it, awesome. Good for you. Vogue Knitting Live does have two more upcoming uh, events this winter. 
They are coming up February 11th through 14th, and signups have opened for those classes, and also March 18th through 21st. Stitches at Home has another event coming up on February 5th through 7th. The GGKCS podcast is running their annual winter craft along starting recently over the Christmas break, and it's running through the end of February 2021. More details are available on their Facebook page. Spa 2021 in Southern Maine is virtual this year for obvious reasons. Uh, You can sign up for their mailing list to get further details. They're still finalizing exactly what's going to be going on, but it looks like it's going to be a fun event. If you have any events you'd like me to share, please email me, windswetmonique at gmail.com, or go ahead and send me a DM on Ravelry or Instagram. On the run! So we took our annual New Year's Day hike. It's normally a big event, our big group event here in our town. Groups of 30 to 40-ish people are led by a guide on trails in our town. We're very lucky we have quite a nice trail system stretching clear across the town. Of course, this year was a bit different. They had a sort of booth set up at the big entrances to the different trails and then with maps and stuff like that. And they set up trail markers for folks who, you know, want to hike the trail system but aren't used to it. You know, you can just follow the arrows around, that sort of thing. So we hiked by ourselves on a new-to-us trail behind our local agricultural high school. It was a lovely trail, plus the kids really enjoyed seeing the cows and the horses. There were other people on the trail, but everyone maintained a safe distance and wore masks, and it was really a great event, and it was nice to see everyone turn out. Um, Actually, it was so well attended that the Agricultural High School Trail was our second choice. We went to, we have a a farm here in town that has... um, no longer running as an active farm, but the town purchased the land and there's trails in the woods out behind the fields. The fields are maintained as fields now, uh, and the trails are in the woods behind the old farm. And uh, there were so many people that you couldn't get a parking spot. So we thought, pandemic, not the best time to be hiking these trails. We'll come back on a quieter weekend. So we drove past the Aggie on the way home and said, hey, this one's quiet. Let's let's take these trails. We've never seen them. And it was wonderful. And I'm so glad we learned about more new trails in our town. I am walking a few days a week. Yeah, the knee injury, still cranky, but I'm up to about a mile. If I'm doing a couple days a week, I try to keep it a little bit lower, you know, but, you know, I took my kids out to the agricultural high school trail again this past Monday on Martin Luther King Day. So that's, that loop is almost two miles. And then I get arrested for a few days because my knee just can't quite handle it. But I'm also hopping on the stationary bike and doing some strength training and I've started doing a little belly dancing again, which, uh, don't laugh, it is so much fun. I took belly dancing classes in grad school, as well as ballet and hip-hop classes for fun and to reduce stress. Shout out to Pineapple Studios in London for having a great student program, or at least they did 15 years ago. They were wonderful. Um, While I would love to take ballet or hip-hop again, or tap, uh, my knees just aren't up to it. So, uh, fun fact, uh, if you have knee issues, belly dancing is low impact, and it's so much fun. And it's a great core workout. Definitely recommend it. Lots of studios have put up beginner classes online during the pandemic. So if you're interested, just Google, you know, beginner belly dancing class and, you know, give two or three different studio classes a try to see what fits your style, what your body can do, that sort of thing. It's so much fun. I definitely recommend it. So what have you been up to? How are you staying active during a pandemic in the wintertime? I would love to hear all about it. If you have any suggestions for your fellow listeners, please send them my way. 
I'm going to go ahead and end the show here and save the rest that I had for next week as we are getting awfully close to our 30-minute maximum, and I'd like to keep the show well below that time if I possibly can. I hope you're all staying safe and healthy, and as always, keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye.